This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. A new six-year deal could stabilize the labor situation for the nation's West Coast ports. The Pacific Maritime Association and the International Longshore and Warehouse Union announced an agreement late Wednesday night that will cover workers at all 29 West Coast ports. Contract details were not immediately provided, but the deal could lead to an end to the port problems that had U.S. agricultural exporters concerned. U.S. Meat Export Federation President and CEO Dan Hallstrom said the tentative language would restore stability and confidence in the performance of the West Coast ports. Shauna Morris with the U.S. Dairy Export Council said the dairy sector was concerned about the threat of more upheaval after some recent work disruptions on the docks. The deal must still be ratified before taking effect. Bill Thompson has more in his coverage on agripulse.com. Also on the export front, the Biden administration's top trade officials stood behind the administration's new approach in a speech Thursday. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai spoke at an Open Markets Institute event in Washington today. Tai has been criticized for the lack of trade deals in the works under the Biden administration, which has emphasized a more worker-centric trade policy. Tai says a new approach to U.S. trade is needed. I think what you see us doing in trade um, and what you see the Biden administration doing is um, we're experimenting in, in, in the spirit of innovation. We know that this way of doing things, continuing to do things the way we always have, um, we shouldn't expect to have different outcomes. So if we, have, if we want different outcomes, we've got to be willing to try new things. I don't know that every single one of them is going to work, and they might not work across the board for uh, every single challenge and situation that we have. Farm groups and many lawmakers on Capitol Hill have pushed Ty and the Biden USTR to cut more deals to reduce tariffs for U.S. agricultural exports around the world, but that hasn't been on the agenda so far. Instead, the administration has pursued an approach that clarifies standards on labor, environmental, and other priorities globally. Ty did make a brief mention of agriculture during her speech, noting many producers tell USDR they have issues with market access due to a lack of transparency abroad. Finally today, a bill that would address a long-running FDA priority for many ag groups made some legislative progress today. AgriPulse's Jenna Roche-Lice has more. Language to expedite the regulatory process for livestock feed additives cleared a Senate committee today. In a 19-2 vote, the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee approved the Innovative Feed Act from Senator Roger Marshall of Kansas and Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin. The amendment was part of the committee's consideration of a bill to reauthorize the Animal Drug and Animal Genetic Drug User Fee Acts, known as ADUFA and AGDUFA. Marshall told the committee this legislation ensures livestock feed additives aren't being regulated by the Food and Drug Administration like drugs. These are food additives. Think about probiotics and vitamins in your own diet as well, that they would don't need to be overly regulated by the FDA or held to that same standard as a prescription drug. Livestock feed additives can yield a variety of benefits for animal well-being and food safety and can even reduce methane emissions. Baldwin said the amendment ensures these products can expeditiously get to market. Our amendment would ensure that farmers and livestock producers have access to the products 
they have been asking for to improve both the health of their animals and the efficiency of their agricultural operations. The committee took less than 10 minutes to discuss the broadly backed legislation. Marshall submitted a letter of support from more than 135 agribusiness, farmer, and industry groups. For more, read Jackie Fatka's story on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Jana Roschleis. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Farmers and ranchers care about their neighbors. Through Farm Bureau's Harvest for All program, they donated the equivalent of 31.1 million meals in 2022. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.